Time now for sports on 104.7 The Cave. Here's Ned Reynolds. Mikey intern Ned Reynolds in the studio on a Wednesday morning. So there was a lot of things up in the air when you and I talked yesterday as far as the uh, Bengals and Bills game. The NFL finally put their foot down in the afternoon saying it's done. They probably will not reschedule this game. Well, yeah, I, I agree that probably won't happen. They did the right thing for this week. There is not going to be a game this week because it would really be too short a window, number one, and the emotions are still pretty high from the situation that occurred on Monday night. So that really is unconscionable to think that they could play a game this week. So what are they going to do? Well, I don't know. It's uncharted waters. The circumstance, they're all going to play this weekend. That, that part of it, Bengals play the Ravens and the Bills and Patriots play. But the decisions that they make from there on in really don't know what's going to happen. Because, again, this has never happened before, and there are several circumstances that could occur, one of which, Mike, is canceling that game completely and uh, uh, listing it as a no contest. And you can do that. It's never happened before, but you can do that. And how that would affect the standings would be a decision for the commissioner to make. It's That's kind of the same boat all of us that are commissioners in fantasy football had to make yesterday. Sure. Most, most of the... Leagues, or at least the ones that I'm in, 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 made the call that the points are what they are. Um, and I read so many different theories about what people were going to do, if the projections were close, how close the numbers were between the two teams, if they had guys to play on Monday. But bottom line is this. When you make the choice to start a player on your fantasy team, you're making the choice to start that player, right? They can go down with an injury after four plays. So even though this was a very lightning strike type of situation, you made the decision to start those players regardless of the outcome, and you have to sleep in that bed. And that's that is the decision I came to as the commissioner. And I think it, I mean it, it. I think it's the the most thing the the most logical way to look at it. Now, when it comes to the league and the standings, this is the real thing though we're talking. About yeah, here. now we're talking about the league and the standings. <laughs> They have to go by percentage. They have to go by percentage. So if that's the case, there's an either a no contest or a tie or whatever the hell they do with the Bengals Bills. If the Chiefs beat the Raiders on Saturday by percentage points, they would have the number one seed. Am I correct? Haven't uh, haven't gone into the percentages yet, but the the uh, I think the bottom line is what happened when they met head to head, and there you have a, another circumstance again, Mike. We can speculate all you want. I don't know what they're going to do. And I just, I I'm think not sure they've I, made a decision. What if to do. if they go, because the Chiefs right now are the number one seed in the AFC right now because of the win loss record, the Chiefs have played more games than the Bills and the Bengals. Obviously, that's the way it's going to be going out of the weekend. So it has to be the, if that if they stay with that, that's the way it has to be. It. I don't want the. T, it would be unfair to penalize the Chiefs because these two teams didn't play. But at the same time, if this is the way it is, and we go by the percentage, <laughs> there will be an asterisk by this, no matter what. Uh, rather than speculate, we'll just wait, wait and see what happens. And that's why we don't make the big bucks. There All right. Also, you hit on the key. If the Chiefs beat the Raiders, they should. They're a big favorite. But again, it's pro football and anything can happen. Anything can happen in Las Vegas. So uh, obviously, there really is no options for the NFL to play this game after this week. There's so. no way. So, um, there, but well, you know, there is a way. Yes, there is a way to do it. And that way would be to push the playoffs back one week 
and eliminate that interim week that they have. However, you do that, the NFL has a very big and expensive showcase in Las Vegas in that interim week and they have a flag football game or something like that. But it's a big showcase that attracts a lot of fans. Would they risk scrubbing that? I'm not sure they would. That's no, they don't want to lose money, and I don't think they will. It'll it'll be interesting to see what happens. But they, I think, but again, we're not the commissioner, and he's the one that makes the decision. So we'll see. Um, obviously, uh, we're we're concerned with the player that went down on Monday night above all else, um, but there has been a couple of interesting things that have come up with it. He has a, a toy fundraising organization, and I think before this happened, it had like you know uh, twenty grand or something, forty grand or something. It's almost up to four million dollars, and that's wonderful. That is unbelievable, and that is a really cool thing that people are doing across the league. Um, it's not just Bills fans and Bengals fans; it's everyone. And the the family has been very gracious in thanking the public for helping them, and I hope really this this has a tendency to bring things together. And I hope it does. I really do, because we all, as a people, sports included, we need to come together. This divisiveness that we have going on is just simply not healthy. And maybe this is a blessing in disguise. Well, hopefully he can get through this. I know he had to be resuscitated twice, once on the field and then once back at the hospital. Not, but Not an unheard of circumstance, mm-hmm. but, but the fact is it did happen twice. And he is still sedated, which is all part of the course, and still listed in critical condition, which is also normal. You do that under cardiac circumstances. Once he begins to emerge from this, and once he begins to show some sustenance for being able to maintain himself, then I think we'll find a different circumstance. Well, I hope so. Prayers, prayers, prayers for this kid, man. It's uh, 24 is way too young to be going through something like this, Ned. So we do have some big college basketball games tonight. Who's on the court? Well, we have two of them that really have great local interest. Missouri State plays at home tonight. Uh, this is conference game number five coming up for the Bears, and they are 3-1 and one in the conference. And the Bears are playing Evansville. And folks, Evansville, I'm not downgrading the team nor the game, but Evansville hasn't won a game in the conference yet. They're 0-4, and they're 4-11 and on the regular season. Not a great team, but <laughs> it is college basketball, and you never take anything for granted. Those teams will tip it off at 7 o'clock tonight over at the Great Southern Bank Arena, the Bears and the Evansville Aces. That is one game that has, of course, key local interest. Number two is the one down in Fayetteville, and that will be extremely interesting because that's Missouri versus Arkansas, and this is a really, really great match. Missouri's ranked number 20 in America, and they've come up out of nowhere, seemingly unranked, and they've come up with big victories over Illinois and over Kentucky, and now they have the Razorbacks, and it's a watered-down Razorbacks team, a team that's uh, undergone a lot of injuries. That's number one, and number two, Mizzou is playing very well. That game at the Bud Walton Arena, that will be a big win as well. Getting into the point now of the season in college basketball where everything is so key and uh, you enjoy what you see, there's also a further addendum that's forthcoming, not going to take place this year, but we'll talk about it later on, and that's perhaps an expansion of the NCAA tournament. And that's uh, kind of the way things are going, I think. So we'll have to see uh, see what happens there. Uh, also, big props to my K-State Wildcats last night, getting a pretty big win on the basketball Great court. Scott, when I saw that score, I what in heaven's name? And this is in regulation time? Come on. Beating but- the number six team in the country, baby. Let's go. I love that. All right. So... Uh, you know, it's been a while since you and I talked about pro golf, but you know what? That is around the corner, too. More than around the corner, it is starting tomorrow. <laughs> they play. This is the annual Tournament of Champions out in Kampalua, which is on the island of Maui. 
And this is the tournament that the PGA begins the campaign with. They have the 30 top money winners on the PGA Tour, plus each of the single individual tournament winners, many of whom are the same person. So you have that tournament going on at Kapalua. It's a big one. It's a $15 million purse that they're chasing. The PGA, to kind of combat the live tour a little bit, has heightened many of their purses. This is being one of them, and it should be a lot of fun. Four-day tournament begins tomorrow in Kapalua, and that's the start of the Pro Golf Tour. They'll play a second one in Honolulu next weekend, and then come to the mainland United States and play on the West Coast, and that's always a lot of fun. What about... Uh the dreaded live tour. Well, we have any word about that? And they run out of money? <laughs> oh, no. They ain't going to run out of money. <laughs> I know. As long as there's oil in the ground. <laughs> uh, the interesting thing about the live tour is that they, uh, first of all, they, the uh, head of their financial group resigned. And nobody seems to know why he did. I found that to be extremely Money laundering. <coughs> Could be. <laughs> and there's every reason to think that, too. <laughs> For but, what they were paying the players all day. And the players are guaranteed their money, regardless of what they do. All right, it's a little bit misleading, but the uh, Live Tour had planned on 14 tournaments this year. Right now, they've announced seven. Now, why the hitch? I don't know. Maybe it's a problem getting golf courses. Maybe some some of the top courses don't want to offer it to the Live Tour. I don't know. I don't know what their situation is, but they haven't filled their schedule. Right now, their first one is to begin the latter part of February sometime, and I believe it's in this country. They kind of alternate between Europe and the USA, but it does have a number of big names. The interesting one is the Masters. Uh, the Masters in April is not governed by the PGA. It's its own committee and they allowed the live players to compete in it this April. Not a popular decision with some of the PGA players, including Rory McIlroy and Tiger Woods, but that is going to happen. Yeah, they've kind of come back on it. You want those guys. You want the competition, and bottom line, that's what it's all about. Speaking of which, there's going to be some great competition in the uh, national title for college football on Monday, but before that, we got the FCS One day. National Championship One day on Sunday. It. it is Sunday afternoon in Frisco, Texas, and unless you think this is a lesser competition, it is not, folks. These teams, FCS and Missouri State's in that conference, the Missouri Valley Conference is in the FCS division. This is only a, about a fraction of a step below the big time. Now, you think I'm glossing over it? I'm not. FCS teams beat FBS teams, not on a regular basis, but it does happen. What is the difference? Scholarships. The big schools have as many as 85 scholarships per, per year. The smaller schools, like Missouri State, have 63. Makes a difference in your depth. It does not make a difference in the talent level. And these schools, the ones who are competing for the uh, FCS National Championship on Sunday afternoon in Frisco are really, really good. We've seen one, did not see the other one this year. They're both in the Missouri Valley Conference. One is the nine-time reigning national champions, North Dakota State, and they are playing their arch rival, South Dakota State. Through the 2014, Mike, it's a 24-team playoff. That's more than the, the big schools have, 24 teams. And through that 2014 playoff, Two teams from the same conference have emerged that tells you something about the Valley. South Dakota State, 
which is the league champion this year, takes on North Dakota State. It'll be a great football game. They did play earlier this year in Fargo, and South Dakota State won 23-21. That's the kind of game you're going to see on Sunday, too. Exciting stuff. You know, I'm going to be in Las Vegas. I might have to put some chocolate chips. And you will be able to. This is one of the few times where the FCS teams are on the board. Yeah, because there's a lot of money coming in on this one, especially this one, Ned. You have a uh, great day, and I'll see you when I get back from Las Vegas. Have a good time, man.